I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. This is Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry. Welcome back to the program. I'm Lee Lonsberry. It's going to be an interesting segment as we wrap up the program today. There are a few things that we're following. Right now on the floor of the Utah House of Representatives, they are debating uh, the bill that would outlaw uh, the use of a handheld device uh, while operating your motor vehicle. I told you a few weeks ago about an experience I had as I was walking to work, which changed pretty dramatically uh, my attitude on that bill. I'm a fairly conservative guy, uh, and so my attitude generally is that, uh, you know, the government really should be keeping itself out of my home. I view my vehicle as an extension of my home, and if I choose to endanger myself while operating that extension of my home, uh, you know, it's really not the government's business telling me how to do so. And that attitude of mine trickled down to the use of a cell phone. I, I was on board that uh, texting may not be the, the wisest of things. Uh, and I'll admit, though, that uh, for a while, uh, if I was uh, out alone on uh, a road, uh, there were no other vehicles around and a text message came through, I've picked up my phone and looked at it before. Uh, I've sent text messages. Uh, if I'm honest, I've, uh, I've looked at uh, work emails. Uh, I've tried to do so as safely as possible, but there is no amount of texting and checking emails that's safe on the road. Well, up on Utah's Capitol Hill right now, they're debating uh, that measure, which would make it a primary offense here in the state of Utah to be operating uh, your cellular device while at the same time operating your motor vehicle. How did my mind change and why? I was walking to work, and as soon as I walked out of my building, I saw that there was a, a vehicle. He drove right in front of me, right down the road, and I saw the operator of that vehicle had a, a cell phone right up in their face. And I rolled my eyes. I mean, it's, it's a busy city streets down here where uh, where I live and where the radio station is located. Uh, they're busy. There's no time. You can't be. You can't have your phone up. And there, uh, the driver had their phone right up in their face. And I, if I'm honest, I just rolled my eyes. You see that often, and folks get away with it 99% of the time. Well, uh, I stumbled into a 1% occasion. The driver of that vehicle, who I noticed, uh, passed right in front of me. Uh, they crossed the intersection against a red light and plowed, T-boned, right into another vehicle. Both vehicles spun around. Uh, luckily, they were still able to, to operate sufficient to get them out of the flow of traffic and onto the side of the road. Uh, but there I was, uh, first on the scene to two smashed up vehicles, and I saw how it came about. I saw that that accident was triggered by a driver distracted while operating a cellular device while at the same time operating their motor vehicle. Luckily, both the single driver and the single pa- the single driver of the uh, of the other vehicle again just two people involved uh luckily uh they were okay the driver who was operating their cell phone did have uh, a bunged up leg there was a little bit of blood uh but they were able to walk away under their own power and were certainly conscious able to breathe uh, they got away with it is what i'm trying to say 
And so as this debate plays out on the floor of the Utah House of Representatives right now, I sure hope that the arguments in favor of outlawing and making a primary offense the use of a cell phone while driving, I hope that those become the prevailing arguments, and I hope the majority of the body agrees, casts a vote there unto, and says that uh, we here in the state of Utah recognize that uh, the danger posed by using your cell phone while you drive uh, is not just uh, borne by you, the driver, but also the other folks on the road. So that's that. That's what's happening on the floor of the Utah House right now. And the reason I uh, am aware of that is because we are waiting to hear from a legislator. Uh, Elizabeth Waite, she's a Democrat, represents District 31. If you remember when uh, I broadcast from Utah's Capitol Hill on day one of the legislative session, we had a big, long list of legislators come through and share with us the various pieces of legislation they uh, had on their priority list, the ones they would like to see pass before that great body uh, through the Senate and over to the governor's desk. Well, one of those pieces of legislation was sponsored by Elizabeth Waite, uh, a teacher herself of many, many years, and it would do away with a civics test requirement for uh, graduating seniors. I pulled up some of the audio from that conversation. I'll let the representative characterize her own bill here uh, in her own words, and then I'll give you an update on where that stands next. So a test requirement was implemented. The test is a, a very specific test from a specific source. And again, there was no consultation. The, the reason that this is changing, though, is not to just to re- repeal that, but because even when that bill was passed, the whole point was to uh, help raise the awareness and the skills and the active engagement of students in civics so that they knew more about their government, they participated in government, and participated with more knowledge and skill and effectiveness. Representative Wade continued her explanation, letting us know that the test doesn't match the coursework. This test actually comes and it it, uh, uses as its source for its questions. Very specifically, again, the test that is uh, given to people who are becoming naturalized citizens of the country. So it, again, isn't based on any of the curriculum requirements in the already and previously required government and civics course. So that, that course has been a requirement since before this test requirement. But this test doesn't go to the course uh, standards or requirements or curriculum. This is a separate level of test, and it's not oriented or connected with the, the coursework. Now, that was on the first day of Utah's legislative session, the part-time legislature getting together. That was day one. Uh, we're now some weeks in, and that bill has been defeated. Now, producer Amy has drawn for me a roadmap of the progress of this piece of legislation, letting me know that uh, a number of things have happened. It, as it was presented by the legislator right there, uh, was defeated. And then a substitute bill was introduced that would have created uh, a civics and history education study group to study the recommendations for strengthening civics and history education in public schools. Well, that substitute uh, was also defeated right now. The representative has introduced a second substitute, which would leave the test in place, but then it would bring about uh, a group that would study the relevance of the test. 
And if it, in fact, is uh, to the betterment of Utah's graduating seniors, does it send uh, folks graduating from high school here in the state of Utah off into the world better prepared uh, or not? Now, why am I bringing this up? Why am I talking about this bill that's been defeated not once but twice? Well, it's because the nature of the sponsor, Elizabeth Waite, she was a teacher. I am the the son of a teacher. Some of my closest friends are teachers. I know that those individuals uh, care deeply uh, for their students. And I believe uh, that when a teacher suggests something that they believe would be to the uh, to enhance the experience of their student, I believe that there is reason to listen. Uh, joining us for the last little moments uh, here on the program is that representative right now. Representative Waite, how are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you. Glad I could. We were just about to vote, just about to vote, and here I am. Well, l- let me ask you this. Was it the cell phone bill you were voting on? Yes, it how, was. How, how did that turn out? I, I don't know. I left right after I voted. Oh, my gosh. Collecting the votes in there at this moment as we speak. Okay, very good. <laughs> well, listen, we have just a moment left. Uh, I've brought folks up to speed. Would you please characterize this second substitute in the last uh, effort that you have here on this issue? The second substitute was an attempt to compromise, so it repealed the civics test requirement, but it when it maintained the study group that represent that the other representatives first substitute had. He was unwilling to um, allow he he would he wouldn't go for anything less than keeping the test requirement in. So. That's why it turned into what's called a hijack. <laughs> mm. well, and I don't know whether you explained that. Uh, I, I didn't explain hijack. Okay. So what happened is the the House voted for the the House voted for his substitute to replace my substitute. Uh-huh. So they they passed my substitute, then replaced it with his, which meant I was in a position to speak again against my own bill because right. I was still the sponsor of that bill but now it contained it was something that I objected to yeah. so I did find myself speaking to a bill that was different mm. from the one that I wanted to support and I was actually glad to see that one yeah. go down I hate, to, I hate to cut this short let's talk again uh, at length I'd like to know what your plans are for the future that's uh, it for today's program I'm so grateful to you for tuning in tomorrow we're going to continue our ongoing coverage of of the walk up to Super Tuesday. Next up here on KSL News Radio, you're going to hear from expert broadcaster Jeff Kaplan during Jeff Kaplan's afternoon news.